Hey y'all, what's up? This is your girl, Dr. B. Bellamy. Welcome to Sunday Dinners, a conversation series about our understanding of God, love, mental health, and all those things in between, honey. I don't want to take up too much of your time, so let's just hop right in. countdown to 2024 Ooh, <laughs> let's stop right now and just tell God thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for keeping us thank you for shielding us thank you for your gentleness thank you for granting us this life thank you for getting us through it all thank you for staying with us even when we didn't stay with you Lord forgive us Forgive us for all the ways we moved away from you. Thank you, Lord, for loving us anyway. Every new year, my heart is overwhelmed because I know this could have looked different for me. This could have looked different for my friends, my family, but we made it, y'all. We made it. As I look back on 2023, ooh, it was a doozy, okay? But it was and I've been seeing all of these posts about the hell 2023 was, and yes, 2023 has had its pits of hell seasons, but we're still here and we can talk about it, right? And we can say, but God, we thank God for sustaining us in all and through all. We thank him. I've been seeing a lot of posts focusing on the evil that came in 2023, but God. But this also brings to mind tonight's topic on focus. What, in fact, are you focusing on when you reflect on 2023? I caution to not just reflect on the hell that was and possibly still is, but focus on what God has sustained you through. Focus on the lessons and whether or not you've learned any. And if not, you'll be sure to have another 2023. And if you're anything like me, some of everything came from my focus this year. I mean, some of everything. The latter part of last year, as it moved into 2023, I had to eliminate as many distractions as I could because I was balancing recovering from a mental breakdown while completing my dissertation. I was in a heavy, heavy fog at the beginning of 2023. Once I completed the work of my doctorate, I began to open myself up to so much, which was the wrong answer. <laughs> but yes, I became consumed by unhealthy things such as like worry and anxiety and poor, poor diet. I mean, I was also trying to rush to have my house unpacked and in some type of order. I was entertaining relationships that should have just stayed on the shelf. But then I started to focus on rest. I knew what burnout and exhaustion felt like and I was committed to finding rest in various ways. 
I knew that because I was burnt out, because I was exhausted, that contributed to my poor boundary setting and decision making. So I recommitted myself to strictly looking at what God wants for me. That was the only thing I could do in that moment. I couldn't do anything else. But over time, over meditation and spending much time with God, I realized I allowed my focus to be taken over by everyone and everything but him. What I'm committed to taking into 2024 is a renewed focus. Speaking of which, if you hone in uh, on the name of this podcast, you've noticed I changed the name of the podcast to The Watering because I needed to really focus in on what I felt God was calling this space to be. This space is our place to water each other, to help each other grow, a place that supplements our walk with God with renewed perspectives on God and what he has called us to do and be while we're here on this earth. I jokingly laugh to myself and uh, when I think about the first iteration of this podcast and to me it's akin to the opening of Insecure when Issa was working at We Got Y'all in the HBO series Insecure, you know? Uh, the first iteration of this podcast was definitely giving we got y'all vibes <laughs> okay but now we've left we got y'all and we are building out this community block party okay <laughs> if you don't know the references don't worry about it stay focused the point of this episode is to figure out what is it that god has us to do and so it's best that we regain our focus and zero in on finding out what that is And so this is also we can have the 2024 that he has waiting on us versus recovering from a distracted 2024 and risk missing everything that he has waiting. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into it. You know what I've learned? It's easy to lose focus when you don't know who and whose you are. You'll find yourself involved in some of everything with anybody. Remember that. In my case, I just don't think I valued my position with God enough, which led to very poor decision making. (laughs) But I thank God again. I thank God for the avenue of love and grace and forgiveness, which are all acts of love. But let's get into a few stats. I'm a researcher, and one thing I have grown to love to do, well, I don't know about love. I think one thing uh, that I've grown to do habitually, right, and I can't seem to turn it off, is searching for what the current data says on a particular topic. And what I've come across are a few articles that speak to the causes of a loss of focus and persistent distractions. And here's what some of the data shows. Regarding focus and attention spans, the attention spans of humans has significantly decreased over time, displaying a decreased lack of focus in any given area. There was one particular study done in 2004 that found the average attention span on any screen that was either like computer, phone, or tablet to be two and a half minutes on average. Throughout the years, of course, it became shorter. So around 2012, there were some researchers that found that the average attention span decreased to 75 seconds. This is about, um, again, an average. And then in the last five to six years, the data show the attention spans to average about 47 seconds. Okay, 47 seconds. 
And other studies have replicated this same study with results uh, within a few seconds of each other. And so the median of all of this data uh, came to about 40 seconds, 40 seconds. So that means I've already lost you. I lost you a long time ago. I, for those who are still listening, thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> but according to the research, this uh, means that half of all of the measurements that they used, they found uh, were 40 seconds or less of people's attention spans. So I have 40 seconds to get and keep your attention. Like that's wild. The study went on to expound on like the well-known correlation between attention spans and stress. And the researchers stated that they found a correlation between frequency of attention switching and stress. So the faster the attention switching occurred, uh, the stress went up. And the stress was measured at that time in this particular study by a heart monitor. The participants also self-reported that, um, that their stress was higher when their attention uh, was shifted at an increased rate. Now, we don't need these studies to tell us this, but studies do help validate our own experiences. That's why I'm an advocate for black people to get involved in studies because we, our voices and experiences are erased and we are invalidated every time we go into a doctor's office or um, wherever we go to try and get some type of assistance. So participate in studies uh, or create studies for black people to participate in. Okay, but let me get back and focus on this episode. The same study um, found that when people shift their attention too swiftly and attempt to engage in multitasking activities, um, they found that there were more errors and the performance declined. Why? Because some, uh, some researchers call this a uh, switch cost. So every time you switch your attention, you have to reorient to that new activity, that new thing that you're paying attention to, and the cost of that is likely time. Can anyone relate? Well, I don't even know if you are you still listening. I pray that you are. Okay, but now relate this back to your church attendance or your devotion time given uh, to meditating on scriptures. Every time you remove yourself from consistently practicing or focusing on those activities, your time with God is compromised and so is your opportunity to grow spiritually. I went on to read other articles and some studies report nearly and in some cases more than half of their adult participants struggled with focusing and concentration. The data show the issue to be greater for younger people between 18 and 24 and those under 35 are twice as likely to be affected by poor focus and concentration than those over 55. And of course, women are likely more more impacted by this issue than men in all age groups. And I can list off a number of reasons why that is the case, but then I lose the focus of this episode. Okay. When I looked at the data on distractions, I came across this one article that gave like nine ways to avoid distractions, right? Um, and the very first strategy was to limit or remove altogether social media. This comes to no surprise, I'm sure. Uh, but social media is listed as like the number one distraction for all young adults. And I'm going to say young adults are those under 40 for the purposes of uh, uh, this particular episode and just capturing all the data points. The average, I would say, is all those under 40. Remove or limit social media. Um, the next strategy they talked about was to improve your boundary setting to um, replace negative thinking with positive thinking. Um stop regretting things, stop holding grudges, so on and so forth. And all of this is true. And I can attest to all of them, right? In terms of things to help limit your distraction and regain your focus. But I want us to concentrate on reflecting on those things that kept us away from God this year. What kept you from seeking God in everything? Was it pride? 
Was it because you simply don't know how to focus on him? Was it because you willfully looked through social media versus his word? Was it because you haven't actively or intentionally developed a habit or practice of going to him? What is it? You think about that. Answer the question for yourself. Is it even your goal to get closer to him in 2024? If so, you first have to steward your focus a bit better and ask yourself if you want to devote yourself to scrolling on social media or meditating on his word, which holds the greater value to you. Now, I don't want to completely vilify social media, but if you're not using social media to grow in your knowledge of God, to develop a deeper understanding of your role in your faith walk, perhaps you can use this time to make necessary adjustments in how you utilize social media. Let's get into some strategies to help improve our focus a bit better as we strut or walk or glide or roll into 2024, however you come and just come. <laughs> let's re- let's uh, review a few things. First things first, distractions are as old as Adam and Eve. They both lost focus of what God told them to do. The distraction came by way of the snake of all snakes, okay? The devil with the shiny little apple and by way of them, again, losing focus on God. Listen now, you are accountable in your faith walk. Okay? Um, and they lost focus on their position, being of God. Now, I've eaten several shiny apples in my day, okay? I hold judgment and condemnation for no one. But, ooh, Lord, again, I thank you for keeping me and forgiving me. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Also, let's be reminded that David in the Bible was distracted by pleasure, okay? Abraham was distracted by his fear. Samson was distracted from, away from his identity and purpose by Delilah. Paul was distracted by pain. Mary was distracted by her good works of servitude. Now, I do want to pause here. You can be a servant for the Lord all day long, but if you're not sitting with him to glean from him, to grow and spend time with him, that can be a distraction. Okay. All of this is to say, as we enter into this new year, give yourself some compassion. Hold space for compassion for yourself in this moment. Forgive yourself for whatever you may be holding against yourself regarding your current relationship with God. It's okay as long as you don't stay there. So now that we have that perspective, what are some ways that we can improve our focus? Now, I do agree with the previous article I mentioned. Let's work on limiting, or even for a while, eliminating our social media use. Also, if you can't seem to eliminate it, clean up your account. Go through uh, who you're following, retrain the algorithm if you can, and only follow those accounts that will help you stay accountable and live in the life you know God is calling you to live. Unfriend and unfollow for your focus. Your life depends on it. The next thing. Journal your plans and your thoughts and your emotions and purpose and goals around creating more time for your relationship with God. What does that look like for you? Next, create a devotion schedule. Carve out time out of each day to devote to meditation and prayer. A lot of people call this quiet time. And most times we'll see people recommending uh, beginning your day in, in quiet time. And I fully support this. I do this myself. For me, it helps me focus my day. It helps train my mind to focus on what's most important, which is God and whatever he has me doing for that day. I feel a little bit more grounded when I start with him. Your quiet time can be journaling your prayer for the day, reading your scripture, doing a traditional prayer, practicing yoga while meditating on his word or even while praying. 
It's concentrated time you are giving to God. Now, if you also have a problem with time management and you're always rushing in the morning to get to work, maybe your quiet time is in your car or on the train or during your lunch break or even when you get home right before bed. But make sure you carve out 10 minutes, 30 minutes, or even an hour. Be intentional with this time and commit to giving it all to God. I'm heavy on this recommendation, okay? Replace even your social media with your social media time with devotion time. Put your phone on silent or do not disturb. Maybe even delete the apps if you lack self-control. Oops, did I strike a nerve? I'm not sorry. This is you have to be radically honest with yourself, okay? The next thing is pray. Pray, pray, pray. This means simply talk to God. Tell God either out loud or in your thoughts or in your journal about what you need help with regarding improving your focus. And if you don't know how to ask him to remove the barriers that's keeping you from him, just ask, just say, Hey Lord, I need help identifying those barriers that are keeping me from you. And you'd be surprised that in time, some people will leave your life. Some things will begin to leave your life and this will be good for you. It might be painful, but trust the process. The next thing is practice all of this in community. Try your best not to be in 100% solitude when you do this. Just like when you exercise, um, an exercise partner helps you stay accountable. Begin this process with a friend or actively build a community of people who are also serious about realigning their focus on building their relationship with God. Community is everything. We weren't meant to walk this life alone. So that may also mean taking your behind back to church. Get back to church and stay and listen and learn and grow and serve. Get back there. The next thing is trust God. I mean, trust God like you've never trusted God before. And believe that when you ask with sincerity in your heart for God to help you, Trust and believe that in his own divine way, he'll show up for you time and time again. Lastly, throughout the Bible, please be mindful of this because we got to get back in the Bible. God continues to call for our attention and keep our focus on him. I have a list of scriptures here that I'm about to read out. But again, this is to help you study your own word. But let's start. Proverbs 4, 25 through 27. Let your eyes look straight ahead and gaze be straight before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet. Then all your ways will be sure and steadfast. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. That scripture is all about staying focused on God. Staying focused on what's in front of you. And God should be the very being in front of you. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. So then be careful how you live. Do not be unwise, but wise, making the best use of your time because the times are evil. Y'all just got finished posting about the hell that was 2023. Okay. Now I, hey, I take an account of my life. I've been, I have, I have made some very unwise decisions. I could have used a different word, but I'm not. Okay. (laughs) So you're not alone in this. Mark chapter one, verse 35. And in the morning, rising up while it was still dark. 
While it was still dark, Jesus went out and departed into a solitary place and there he prayed. Part of your renewed focus journey will call you to move in solitude. Not every part, but some of it will necessitate it just as Christ went in solitude to pray while it was still dark. Sometimes I get up at 430 in the morning while it's still dark. Okay. And I start my devotion time, whatever that may look like for me. Also, listen, your quiet time does not necessarily have to consistently look like you're journaling every morning or you're praying every morning or your quiet time can be whatever you do um, as an act towards going to God. So if you're if you wake up in the morning and you don't have the focus yet to journal, get up and start stretching and start uh, reciting scriptures out loud or just saying, thank you, Lord. And thank you, Lord. Right. Set your mind on him. Okay. Matthew 6, 31 through 33. So don't ever worry about saying, um, worry by saying, what are we going to eat or what are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? Because it is the unbelievers who are eager for all the, those things. Surely your heavenly father knows that you all knows that you need all of them. But first be concerned about God's kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these things will be provided for you as well. Again, staying focused on God. I know it's easy for us to get work, especially, I mean, in this life, money, money is funny, honey. Money is funny. Things are short. Inflation is high. Everything, everything is just kind of out of control. But we are called to keep our mind fixed on him, knowing that he's going to supply all of our needs. Galatians 1.10. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were to still try to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Let me tell you, I'm guilty. People pleaser number one over here, top flight. Okay. I used to get, I used to, not anymore. I used to get so wrapped up in pleasing others and putting that over what God has for me. Oh my gosh. Stop trying to people please. Following God is not a people pleasing position. It just isn't. It, you will never please people by following God, but you know who you will follow? God. You know who you will please? I mean, you'll please God. And those who are, you're supposed to be around will be around. And those who you're not supposed to be around will, you, they just won't be around. And we thank God for that departure too. Uh, let's see. Do I have another scripture? Yeah. First Corinthians seven thirty five. This I say for your own profit, not that I may ensnare you, but for that which is appropriate and that you may attend to the Lord without distraction, attend to the Lord without distraction, commit your mind to the Lord without distraction. Take an inventory of all your distractions. It could be that relationship. It could be that friendship. It could be social media. It probably always is social media. It could be the type of music. It could be what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're eating. Take an inventory of all of your distractions. What's keeping you from going after God? What is it? Last scripture, Colossians 3, 2. Set our minds on the things above, not on earthly things. Okay. Keep your mind focused on God. When we keep our eyes on what is eternal, when what is above, the things on the earth will lose its weightiness. Again, 
these are only a few scriptures and a few examples from your own study. Find more scriptures that speak to focus and distractions and make the necessary changes in your life to eliminate the distractions so that you can identify what God has called you to do in this new season or in the seasons that are to come in 2024. Remove those distractions with divine conviction and without apology. Okay, show up for yourself this year. Let's get 2024 started with a renewed focus, all right? Remember, as always, I am in this walk with you. Until next time, Happy New Year! Woo! <laughs>